0: welcome to streaming with two dudes a podcast about all things streaming each episode we break down some of the best series songs movies and shows i'm one dude parker i'm the other dude jeff and dudes this month our theme is two dudes on two dudes and this episode we're talking about do revenge but first jeff uh what else have you been streaming well this may
1: come as a surprise to you But we did happen to stream a really good Christmas movie over the last week. Okay. And uh, it's another Hallmark. And it was called Three Wise Men and a Baby. Okay, and for it to be a Hallmark movie, it was actually really good. It's it's been one of the better Hallmark Christmas movies I've seen in a good while. Definitely had the vibe of. Do you remember Three Men and a Baby?
0: Oh yeah, I kind of probably whenever you tell me the 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 name of the movie, that's exactly what I was thinking of. That's kind of, that's why yeah. kind of, that's kind of why I chuckled. Definitely a
1: very similar concept but I mean it was good that it wasn't the traditional Hallmark love story at Christmas time type deal. So a little bit different of a storyline, but it was and it was actually pretty well executed. So it's uh even if Hallmark's Christmas isn't your thing, maybe give that one a watch because it is a little better than a lot of their other ones. So Okay. What about you? What, what Christmas movie did you, you dive into?
0: Uh, I have not been watching a Christmas movie yet. Um, I'm going to talk about a show that just actually is still pretty new. It's called Wednesday based on Wednesday Adams, the character from the Adams family. I've been seeing and, a lot of headlines lately. Um, yeah. So it's not really based around the, it's like, you know, it's, it's called Wednesday. So it's focused on her. And so it's her and this, school that she attends that's kind of like a boarding school for I guess outcast type characters like you know that's where you would find like your werewolves and like you know your invisible people and stuff like that your monsters etc etc and so like that's kind of what it is I don't really care for the Adams family of it all so much other than the fact that the girl that plays her can't I'm horrible with with names because I've seen her in a few things, but I can't remember her name exactly. I want to say it's Ortega something Ortega. But anyways, she's great as Wednesday Adams and um, it has the thing in it or thing, not the thing, but thing, you know, the hand. Uh, yeah, they're both they're both like the, the main characters and they're pretty great. It's those two characters. It doesn't really show much the rest of the family too much. Um, but you know, there's other people like, uh, I won't spoil too much of it, but I will say some of the people that were in the nineties films make an appearance. So it's pretty fun. I do enjoy, uh, I didn't, I mean, I enjoyed it so much and I really hope they do a second season. So, and, and Tim Burton's yeah. directing it as well. I don't know if you're like a Tim Burton fan, but, um, yeah. And it's actually one of those things that you can, you can kind of tell, but it's not like over the top Tim Burton style. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, yeah yeah it's not like his typical like over the top but yeah it's definitely you can tell there is there but it's just not too much it's great
1: interesting to hear your take on it because i know like i've seen it in the news quite a bit lately or i guess on my feed and headlines and stuff and i've noticed a lot of the reviews haven't been extremely favorable for whatever reason like i didn't really read them like i said just Coming across the headlines, there was definitely a number of critics that weren't huge fans.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can I can understand it, especially like it pertaining to the Addams family, because that part of it, I could see it just being its own thing. Like it's honest like the the fact that it's the Addams family has very little to do with it. It honestly, honestly, it reminds me a lot of Riverdale um in that aspect you know like where it's just like the fact that it's just it's just the story going around going on around familiar characters and even the the mystery arc of it all is kind of similar to Riverdale it's really it's you would probably really enjoy it so I would say like if you enjoyed especially the first season of Riverdale you'd really enjoy Wednesday so You know, and people didn't really give a lot, give Riverdale a lot of praise either. So take that, you know, how you will. But that's, that's that would be actually a really apt comparison for me anyways. It, it actually gave me a lot of season one Riverdale vibes. So. And what does that stream on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay.
1: So. Yeah, I, yeah. I love season one of Riverdale. So yeah, I might have checked that out.
0: Yeah, I know you do. So <laughs> so it's definitely, um, definitely worth checking out for sure. And actually Riverdale probably plays a small role in why
1: we even chose the movie we did for this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, you want to, um, I usually kind of, kind of go over everything, but I'll let you go into that and see, let you know, tell me what kind of like interesting tidbits and like, who's in it, where we know him from and all of that. Go ahead.
1: Well, I mean the two main characters, which kind of fit our theme for this month, as far as the two dudes on two dudes. Of course, if you've listened to us enough, you know, the term dudes is not exclusive to, to the male gender. Um, and we had a good mixture. This would make two movies in which uh, the focal point was on two female. And we had two that focused more on, you know, we had the two, the Boondock Saints, which was twin brothers and Harold and Kumar, best friends. And then last week we did a, what, Sierra Burgess is a Loser, one of Parker's yep. favorite. Obviously, the... Uh, <laughs> Focused in on two uh, girls who were who became close friends. And I thought this one was a good tie-in because it, it was an unusual friendship that kind of played out. But yeah. the two main actresses, uh, Camila Mendez, which, of course, most people will know from Riverdale. I'm not sure what she did before Riverdale, but I know Riverdale is really what put her on the map. And she's done a number of stuff since then. But she's great.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much all I know her from. And then
1: that of course. And social media. Oh, yeah. And then Maya Hawke, which, I mean, we're huge fans of. And for anybody that's not been under a rock, probably knows that she was on Stranger Things. She's great. We're both big fans of both those actresses from those shows. And then a guy named Austin... Abrams, which we've actually have talked about him recently if you remember he was the guy that had a little issue with harold the scarecrow (laughs) oh that was him that was him and he was also the guy i mentioned in uh another show i recommended lillian dash on next netflix um so, yeah, I'm really starting to like him. He's, he's, he's a really good actor and he, he plays his roles very well. And another little side bit, um, he didn't have a major role, but the guy that played JD, uh, which was kind of like, what was the character's name? I just said Austin Abrams was the actor. Uh, hold on a second. Max. Max. Yeah, he played Max's kind of best friend, right hand man, but he was from the show Outer Banks uh, for anybody that's huge fans of that. Uh, it's a show that
0: i've always wanted to check out but i've just never watched i need to i need to watch that one
1: you gotta check it out they're killing me with the this long delay for season three (laughs) um i think i finally heard or read that it's supposed to come out either like february or march um but yeah it's been a long delay for that one so yeah, definitely a lot of, um, as far as like Netflix and your streaming services, some, you know, big name players. I'm just curious, and maybe you feel the same, when does Maya hawk start getting some A-list roles or is she the type? Because, you know, you have some actors and actresses that could get those roles all they want, but they're more into the arts. Or they're, they're more artsy, so they don't really prefer those roles. Maybe that's where she plays. I wouldn't
0: say she's necessarily artsy because, I mean, she's in Stranger Things and she's in this film. And, I mean, I mean she's making some made, like, she's making some Netflix films, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, even though Fear Street wasn't, you know, originally made for Netflix, that was also something that she did earlier on as well. So I don't feel like that's what's holding her back. I feel like she'll do indie films and continue to do those kind of things. But I also think that, Given the chance, I think she can do great things. And I think, I think we're just waiting for her to, you know, make that transition. And it's, I think it's coming, you know, she's probably just hasn't found that, that right role yet. You know, she's probably picky with what she does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely, if she's not like top 20 up and
1: coming stars, I would be shocked just because, I mean, and maybe I'm biased, but just the fact of how talented she is. And of course she has famous parents in the industry. You think there's roles just knocking down her door, uh, left and right. And like you said, maybe she's just, you know, obviously she's not desperate. Um, so she can be choosy. Um, you know, she's not hurting for, for money or fame or anything like that. So maybe she is just being very choosy with, uh, which roles that she plays, but um, but that that's kind of it. That's all I got as far as interesting tidbits or kind of some backstory on some of the actors. A, a very large Netflix influence, which you know you're starting to see that more and more, kind of like you would, you know, whether whether it's HBO or some of those other ones, or even like Hallmark. You know, they 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 kind of have their stars, and they do a lot of movies and shows for that that same service.
0: Um, so you see a lot of that in this one. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, there so. There is one actress that is she's also kind of like familiar to um to Netflix, the Netflix family, I guess you would say. And she started um 13 Reasons Why. She played this character named Jessica, I believe. And I forget the actress's name, but she played one of Drea's friends, uh, the main okay. friend, her main friend or whatever, the one that actually, like, you know, turned against her the full year, but then kind of came back yeah. around after she was in the accident. She played her. So she's you know, it's kind of funny how, but they kind of have this whole, um, how Netflix kind of picks the same people, you know, that their, yeah. that, that their app features a lot of, because I mean, even though Riverdale's a CW show, I feel like that's where it's like, it's one of those shows where Netflix is where it found its real audience and it's continued to, you know, stay on there. Cause I mean, I know that's where, with the exception of one season, I mean, that's where I watched all of Riverdale. So, um, uh, well, I mean, kind of like Cobra Kai. I mean, right, it, it started
1: off as a YouTube original, but it, it really found its footing when Netflix, you know, kind of took over.
0: yeah, so. which I mean they they actually took over like the production and everything. but you know, like with River with shows like Riverdale and um, Breaking Bad or the Office, like those shows actually, you know, they were never owned by Netflix but that's where they found like a huge audience and that's kind of where they got their gains like i guess their huge followers from people that you know just had the app especially earlier on in the the years whenever you know Netflix was buying out properties and before they started their own stuff that's kind of how a lot of a lot of shows actually got a lot of their um their comebacks just little streaming trivia <laughs> <laughs> for you um so yeah so i'm going to do you know basically what i did last week where i try to remember as much of the plot as i can and we are going to have jeff remember or jeff rate me at the end of it on how much i covered if i covered enough of it i covered all the important stuff he's going to rate me like i'm in school on a a pass fail a b c d plus whatever Uh, etc, etc. Let's get into it. We have Drea. She's this, uh, she's a popular girl. Uh, She's going to the school in, uh, I'm not sure exactly, I guess it's just like a private school, uh, because she's there on a scholarship. I know that. But she's dating this, this popular guy. His name is Max. Um, He's dating, or he's kind of, you you know, he's telling her he loves her. He they're about to have, you know, like their summer break. And he's like, hey, give me a, you know, can you send me a video so I can remember you? And she, you know, talking about, you know, like a, an intimate video. And he, it wounds up getting leaked. And, you know, she blames him and she becomes like this social outcast. So over the summer, she, you know, bust, bumps head with this girl named Carissa at, at tennis camp. While, you know, she starts kind of, you know, like, setting her up on stuff and getting her in trouble, you know, kind of butting heads with her because they're into it with each other. And then this new girl starts at the tennis, uh at the tennis school. And her name is Eleanor. And her and Drea become start to become friends. Drea's car doesn't start. And so Eleanor offers her a ride. Eleanor, you know, kind of tells her about how she met she knew this girl that there that is at the tennis, you know, tennis camp and how you know she basically outed her and humiliated her at camp and drea you know she can't believe how you know the girl would do that and they kind of bond over you know this this story a few things happen they kind of you know realize that hey you know we can get revenge on each other's people that we're mad at on each other's exes and no one you know will get away with it because no one knows that we know each other They do that, and they start doing it. Chaos ensues. Eventually, Drea finds out. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Before she finds out, part of the plan was that uh, Eleanor was supposed to, you know, get close to Max, kind of out him in front of everybody. But uh, things fall through, and she starts to kind of, like, they're at at a party, and Drea crashes it. Her and Eleanor kind of have a falling out. Drea's car won't start. And she finds out that the last time that her car wouldn't start, her spark plug had been taken out. So she kind of puts two and two together and she goes and decides to talk to Eleanor's ex that, you know, and she finds out that the story that Eleanor had told her was actually her. And she was the one that had been pretty much helping Eleanor destroy her own life this whole time and that Eleanor was actually getting revenge on Drea this whole time, which was a great twist. I would honestly, I didn't expect that one coming. That was pretty great. The first time I saw it,
1: I was actually just getting ready to ask you that. Did, Did that, really catch you off guard did you see that
0: coming at, at all yeah i did not and so actually the first time i watched it i was like oh snap these two are not even going to be friends and i was like we agreed on i was like even though like we both agreed on this film like i had like i was like i'm the one that suggested we just do that when this for this one Uh, And so I was like, I'm going to be the one that doesn't pick out a two dude movie (laughs) this (laughs) this month Um, after last week.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was one of those movies where you sensed there was going to be a twist of some sort. You you just you had that feeling because otherwise, if the movie just played out like you thought, they were just like, what was the point? Right. Definitely not the twist I was expecting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did
0: not expect that either. Um. Very well done. Right. And so uh, Drea goes back to her house and Eleanor's there and she kind of like confront each other. And then let's see what happens right after that. Well, I know you had that. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... So Drea, Drea, Drea leaves and she gets into a car wreck where she gets into the hospital and all of these people, you know, start to feel sympathy for her and she actually regains popularity and she also finds out that Eleanor was the one that purposely hit her in the car um, in order for her to, like, this was all part of her plan to get her back into, you know, the popular crowd. And then during the party, you know, Drea and Eleanor are kind of getting, you know, snippy back and forth with each other in front of everybody. And Drea being, you know, not really learning much of her lesson this whole time starts to go off on Eleanor and reveals who she was during the, you know, during her past and everybody starts to laugh at her, you know, nosy and, Nora, nosy Nora. Yeah. And making fun of her. Um, and then she runs out of the room and then Dre automatically, you know, like realizes what she's done, runs after her and chases her and, you know, apologizes her breaks down. The two are starting to have a moment and Max comes out, you know, and basically, Tells them, tells Drea that, you know, she's a sociopath and he's just like her and blah, blah, blah. And they were made for each other and they can, you know, take over everything if they just, you know, join forces and blah, blah, blah. But uh, unbeknownst to him, he is being recorded this whole time and they pretty much out him at his own party. And the two become close again and they are friends. And. Drea even says they're possibly soulmates, you know, because they're pretty much the same person, which it's hard to argue (laughs) because they kind of are. And um, then the end. And then we get, you know, a, I guess, an ending credit scene with, you know, it's ongoing with the credits. We see them making up with their, you know, their lovers that they were actually having on the side this whole time, which was, Actually, you know, handled pretty well this movie. Like, they didn't focus on it too much. It, was, it wasn't it was as much of the story. The end. So how'd I do?
1: I mean, I'm going to pass you. You know, you would probably bef- definitely do better in these scenarios than I will because I'm just such a note taker. I rely so heavily on them. I can't remember if you specifically mentioned how their their agreement, like the first part of the agreement was how they got Carissa in trouble uh, for the illegal drugs that she was growing in the greenhouse. I did not. So um, that was, no, that was, did, the, that was, that. yeah, that was the first part. So that's, that was kind of for Eleanor. So the rest of the movie was supposed to be, you know, uh, Drea's side, which is kind of where she was getting really frustrated with Eleanor. Cause she felt like Eleanor wasn't really holding up her end very well. And it was also the part of the movie where you really started to see their friendship kind of start to break down yeah Uh, because they got really close it was was a really cool bond and i was so glad because i thought for a split second that they were going to play the angle where eleanor was going to fall for drea and i'm glad that's not the approach they went because you know eleanor already had a connection with max's sister yeah um so that was kind of being explored and then drea uh, i think it was russ uh was kind of the guy that so it it really focused just on a pure friendship, which is which really played well into our theme. <laughs> and, and I was glad they didn't change, yeah, was... change that up. Um, there was a split second, I think, when probably the first time they really bonded really well. And like Drea kind of had her head on Nora's shoulder and she was kind of consoling her. And I was like, tell me she's not gonna fall for her, you know. So luckily they didn't go yeah. that angle. Yeah, they, you know, and, and it showed kind of their love interests kind of off and on. And that whole party at the end that was kind of like an exclusive. What was it? You you had to show an an admission letter to an Ivy League school just to get in, uh, yep. and no phones. You know, so there couldn't be any video. So this was Nora's evil plan was to to expose everybody, as well as make Drea be the fall guy for it. Yeah. You know, because she'd mentioned to her, it's like Dre had mentioned to Nora when she knew of Nora's evil plan from the beginning. It's like, I've already lost Yale. What else can you do to me? She's like, I don't want you to get into any school. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I really, it was so crazy how it's like, and that's where I think Maya Hawk did such a great job because you see this very vulnerable, sweet girl and then on a die, man, she switches to like, holy crap, this chick is psychotic. Yeah, uh, she did a great job. It does make you wonder at what point would she have backed off the plan? Because I think she would have backed off up until Drea completely forgot about her birthday and kind of and kind of showed her true colors when she barged up into the party and just and that they kind of had the argument. I think at yeah. that point on her psychotic plan was fully owned i think up to that point she'd probably i think would have backed off and probably just would have helped drea yeah. with what she wanted and then probably would not have saw it through but at that point she went she went full psychotic like you said even purposely hit her in the car which <laughs> like yeah. i was like wow i could not believe it yeah. that that's that scene really shocked me
0: yeah all right so uh what'd you what'd you uh let's see I guess before you get into it, we can rate this out of. Is it my week to do it? It is. Okay, out of five nose jobs, out of five nose jobs, how many nose jobs would you give this movie? Oh right, well, well. Tell me what, but tell me what you would. Uh, tell me what you thought about this movie, and then tell me what you how many nose jobs okay. you give this movie.
1: I went into the movie with I would just say mediocre expectations. Um. Like I said, I love the two lead actresses. That was the the one thing I was excited about. Um, I kind of knew the premise of the movie, and I can't say I was super excited about that. Yeah. And to be honest with you, probably about 30 minutes in, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to care much for this movie. But it, it really picked up for me, and I, I really got invested. And then, you know, to see the, to see them bond um, that's kind of what pulled me in, and then when they threw the twist at you, you're like, "All right, you got, you really got my attention now," and and just, and, you know, it, it finished really strong. Um. So all in all, I was I was very pleased. I, I I'm gonna have to give it a I'm gonna give it three and a half nose jobs. All right. Um. Great. Pef- I mean, I don't know about you, but the chemistry between. Uh, Dre and Eleanor or Camila Mendez and Maya Hawk, I thought was superb. I would love to see them do more stuff together. Yeah. Um, I thought they fed off of each other really well. Um like I so mean I honestly,
0: a, I think I think uh Camilla, but she is just such a charismatic person in general. I think it's hard to have not have you know chemistry with her, with anybody, honestly. Like she's um I don't know. She's not necessarily the best actress, but as far as like her, the energy that she puts on screen is always just phenomenal. And I think that, I think her, I think when she's acting, I think that the people in her scenes can like feed off of her energy. And I think that that's what makes for great, her great chemistry. Um,
1: yeah. And I noticed that like, even like on social media, and just in their interviews that they obviously hit it off really well, mm-hmm. um, while filming this movie. So you, you can tell there's a strong friendship off the set. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm hoping that's going to lead to them doing, uh, some more stuff together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, like I, said, I, I, I was a little concerned early on with how much I was going to like it, but, um, in, in the end, I, I, especially with the type of movie it was, as far as the premise, Uh, I ended up really liking it and um, would love to see more stuff from, from those two ladies, especially
0: together. Yeah, it was great. Um, all right. So, um, I agree. I, I loved everything about this movie. Honestly. Um, I was kind of like you though, at the beginning, whenever I first started, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a, I guess, I don't want to say this and seem like offensive, but made for, I guess the female audience in mind, like a teen female audience in mind, much like Sierra Burgess is a loser. Mm-hmm. um, But I will say, even if it was, this movie was one of those movies that I feel like is better than like I feel like it's doing what Sierra Burgess was trying to do, but this movie succeeds in ways that Sierra Burgess did not. Um I think it was, I thought this movie was great. Uh it got a little bit darker than I expected it to. Yeah. Um, but but I feel like this movie was also. Um, and I didn't catch it until the second time I watched it but this movie was totally just like a throwback to some of the 90s movies um the more mature 90s movies that that were like aimed for teens i guess kind of like a cruel intentions type vibe was kind of Ooh. like what i got from it um or like a mean girls you know like where it's like, like let's take over let's take like, over the, um, the crew and everything and like yeah I- I think of heathers or heathers, yeah. Even heathers, that's a good. That's another good one. Um, And the music in it—I don't know if you caught that, but the music. I love the music. The music in this movie the whole time was '90s, and I was like, I caught that the first time I watched it. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, this movie could have been made in the '90s, and it's just like perfect. Like the the vibe of it. Um, Yeah, it's it was honestly it was really a hard movie to even talk about. And like that's, it's hard to like really just talk about a certain scene that I love really. But like, yeah, the vibe of this movie, um, which is great. There was definitely, it it was close to two hours long. Um, so there's definitely some parts that were kind of like drug on for for sure. Uh, and I did find myself, you know, glancing at my phone quite a few times. So I kind of always, you know, not, knock a film for that whenever it's kind of like hard, especially the first time I'm watching it for me to not, you know, get super caught into it. Um, it kind of lets me know that, you know, like, well, they could have at least, you know, you know, cut out something, uh, for me anyways. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, it's definitely had...
1: unusual for that type of movie. Cause I, I noticed that before I started, I was like, wow, this is a full two hours. Yeah. And it, unusual for that type of movie to run, that long. So yeah, you're right. They probably could have easily chopped
0: off 15, 20 minutes easily. Yeah. And it seemed like it seemed like they revealed that I guess that um that Nora, that Eleanor, I guess they revealed that so early that it just felt like there should have been so much movie left after that. And there I think that was where it they could have cut some of that film out was after the reveal of her being behind everything maybe cut off you know 10 or 15 minutes in between there somewhere um but you know um even with that you know i'm actually gonna gonna completely agree with you at 3.5 um because you know this movie i'm hesitant to give it you know a solid four because i don't think it's i don't think it's perfect you know or, or even like Close enough to perfect. You know, there's some, some of the films that we've given a four or that I've given a four, you know, I would definitely watch those, you know, multiple times. This one, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I will definitely be recommending this movie to, you know, more than, more than someone that would just be into a teen comedy. You know, if, if I wouldn't just recommend it to everybody necessarily, but, it's definitely for a, a you know a broader or a broader audience can appreciate this than someone that's just you know a, I guess into teen comedies you know or something like that. Uh, this definitely does a better job of of reaching that audience.
1: It, it was also one of those where, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch this one a second time. I, I usually the ones we cover I usually do watch twice, but didn't get that opportunity. But I immediately. Wanted to watch it a second time. Yeah. Any anytime there's a twist like that in a movie, you want to go back and see all the stuff, knowing what you know, and, and try to go back and pick up on things. You know, like like no, no one was behind it from the very beginning. You know, she went to that tennis club for a reason. Um uh, yeah. and it, it was all her master plan. So I wanted really bad I, I want to go back and see it knowing all that now to see if i pick up on anything and i don't know you just tend to appreciate some of the scenes
0: more knowing I mean, the mastermind behind it yeah and honestly I, like watching it I mean i don't know if it was just you know my mind playing tricks on me or if it's just um maya hawk being the amazing actress that she is but um it does look like you know there, there's some subtle you know facial tones that she's kind of putting on where it's like, Oh, it kind of seems like she's overacting it just a little bit, but you didn't really notice it the first time, but you kind of notice it the second time because she's such a good, you know, she's actually such a good, you know, actor that she can put that, that subtle hint on that performance and you don't even notice it till the second time, knowing that information, you know? So it was great. Um, I loved the movie.
1: And you're talking about the music earlier. The, the music kind of made me really think of uh Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. K- kind of that similar vibe. And then <laughs> and then the whole scene with Drea and Russ throwing the oh, paint yeah. throwing the paint at each other. Mm-hmm. I I really went back to
0: of course Julia Styles and Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, see, rest in peace. Uh see, I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Cruel Intentions. Did you ever watch Cruel Intentions? I did, but it's been so so long. I, I Even don't the want... sh- the shot of them when they're in the the old car at the end and they're driving and it sh- you know it pulls away on them driving down mm. the road. Even that shot reminds me of Cruel Intentions. Like okay, that a shot in, from that. So it's like this movie was just like full of just like throwbacks to those ninety movies nineties like teen comedies, without being a straight you know like yeah. remake or something. Yeah.
1: And, and i'm sure you called it the little it was it was a scene between eleanor and uh what was her name was it gabby uh, her love interest mm-hmm. uh, that it was max's scene, little sister yeah yeah it was a scene with them but but obviously they paid major homage to uh, taylor swift and uh you know when gabby was talking about you know I want to see the Eleanor that I first met. And, you know, she was like, I'm sorry, but she can't come to the fall right now. She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was really cool. They they really played on Taylor Swift's song there. Yeah, that was good. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I would agree. And it was funny because going into this podcast, I would have put good money on... I was like, this is gonna be the one me and Parker agree on. I, I, I felt pretty strong that we were both gonna give it like a 3.5. Yeah. Um, I, I th- the only thing I wasn't sure about I said, will Parker go to a four? Because I debated whether to go to a four, and I was like, nah, this one definitely plays better at 3.5. Um, so yeah, not surprised at all. This is is this the only one that we've agreed on completely?
0: Uh I think there. I think we agreed I, on one of the horror films. I, I know we've had some that we we were
1: close, whether it was like four or four point five or three and a half and four. I couldn't remember if, if we had one that it was like exact.
0: Mm, I think I mean, I don't know, we can say it is just for fun. <laughs> maybe somebody can correct us. Um it's possible black phone, maybe we gave it the same
1: score, but I can't remember. Yeah. But there was definitely movies that we agreed on as far as we, we both thought really highly on it. Just not not sure if we gave the exact same score.
0: Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it, it might be honestly. Um, so, uh, who who would be your dude or dud? Um, my dud is gonna be Max, man, um, because he. Uh, he was just a total turd. You know, he, he did the whole fake woke thing. He did fake, you know, I just, I just, people like that are just the worst, honestly. I can't stand that people that put on a good face for evil intentions. Uh, there's too many people like that. So um, that and just the fact that he was just a douchebag in general, just POS all around. And I know I took yours, so I'm probably your dud of the week. I'll switch it up a little bit then. All right.
1: All my of my dude of the week is Max. <laughs> 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 now, now everything you said is spot on. But <sighs> we've talked about it a before. A movie or a, or a series is only going to go as far as the bad guy yeah and this dude plays the bet we saw him you know in uh scary stories to tell in the dark uh sort of a bad guy um but i mean he plays the role really well and if you don't play that role well that show or movie is not going to do really well and he's really good um like I said, I feel like I keep seeing his face pop up in all these movies I'm watching, and I go back and I'm like, oh yeah, he played in this and that and some other stuff, and um, I really like him as an actor. Um, and he he played a, you know, obviously for, for you to say all the things you did about him, he he played it well to yeah. get you to to dislike him because he yeah his his character is uh, man just. Will rile you up for so many different reasons. Um, it's one thing to be evil, but to to portray yourself as, like you said, being woke and uh, just being this great golden boy, um, and it's just all fake. Um, I'd rather someone that's evil know they're evil and they're portrayed as evil. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pick the same guy just for different reasons. <laughs> You're picking the actor. I can deal with that. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I I do have our our off-topic question of the week for you. Okay. Um, obviously, this is being recorded two days after Thanksgiving. So, in the honor of Thanksgiving, what is it? Is it turkey or is it ham? What's what's who's the king
0: of Thanksgiving meat? <laughs> Um honestly like it's you have to have a turkey there and I'm going to eat turkey because I love turkey and dressing but if given the chance I would prefer ham over turkey um if we're just going straight up turkey or ham but ah as much as I love ham I would much rather I feel like ham is definitely more of a of a Christmas like, I, I feel like Christmas is, you know, definitely have to have ham on Christmas. But if I don't have a ham on Thanksgiving, I'm not so upset about it. But I feel like it's not Thanksgiving without some kind of turkey, for sure. Yeah. So for me,
1: it's turkey only because it has to come with dressing, stuffing, See, or, you know, what whatever you call it, and some gravy but on its own i'd agree with you like if there's not other stuff mixed in with it and it's just on a plate by itself with no assistance from all of its other teammates mm-hmm. it's ham every day in my opinion cuz turkey by itself i mean it's kind of dry there's not a lot of taste to it but man you mix it with some dressing and some gravy and man it it just works yes and the weird thing is is when i didn't start like dressing probably until I was married. Uh, and I, I was ac- actually telling my mom <laughs> this at Thanksgiving meal because uh, it was a bunch of my family, a bunch of Steph's family. So we had a pretty big gathering. I was telling her, I was like, I said, you know what? I'm kind of mad at myself that I grew up on all my younger years not eating dressing. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I was the like, best, man. It's like my favorite part now. And it's, you know, you always have to make that difficult decision. Um, because there's usually so many foods to choose from. And it's like, do I just get a little bit of everything I like, knowing that I'm going to be so full that I won't get be able to get more turkey and dressing? <laughs> or do I just get as That's much? what
0: leftovers of, are for, man.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just you know, do, or, or do I just get as Go much plates. turkey and dressing as I possibly can, knowing that, you know, I'll get the sides the rest of the year. <laughs> and it's like we say this every year. It's like, why do we reserve certain foods that we love just for the holidays? Yeah. Like sausage cheese balls. Oh, my God. I love sausage cheese balls. Yeah. But we only make them or eat them like November and December. And you can really eat them any time of year. Oh, not me. I eat them whenever I want. So, I mean, I just don't get it. It's like turkey and dressing. Man, I could have that every month. Easy. Um. It's almost like we're just conditioned to do that for some reason.
0: Yeah, not me. I'll do whatever I want. I'll have breakfast for dinner. I'm a rebel. I'll do whatever I want. I hear you. Of course, I'll eat it anytime, but
1: just find the right people to make it all year round.
0: Be the change you want to see in the world, Jeff. There you
1: go. I'm going to purposely make sausage cheese balls like on March
0: 7th. Do it, man. Make them for St. Patrick's Day. There's no rules. Make them green. Yeah, there you go, man. Green, you can eat some green balls on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Uh, You can make some, make them with some green eggs and ham and have green balls.
1: Mm. There you go, man. Now I'm craving food, turkey dressing,
0: sausage, cheese balls. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I'm a complete idiot and I totally forgot to put the poll up. This past week, um, due to me just being a complete idiot and just being busy in general, I forgot to put up the poll for listener's choice for our holiday month, which is going to be in December. So um, I didn't realize that until we were about halfway through this episode that we haven't really talked about what episode is going to be next. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about my pick, I guess, uh, and just jump on that grenade. And um, so next week we are going to be watching Ernest Saves Christmas, which can be found oh. on Disney plus It is one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you had to have watched the, you're, were, you're, were, you're were a Southern kid in the eighties. So I'm sure you watched some Ernest movies.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely familiar with them. I, I'm trying to think if Ernest saved Christmas. If it's one of those where multiple times I've seen scenes, Mm -hmm. I just can't remember if I've actually sat down from start to finish. And if I have, I can honestly tell you, I don't remember much about the movie. So probably in a lot of ways, I'll feel like I'm watching it for the first time.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty excited because I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the Ernest films, I'm not sure if this one is. Um, so I'm gonna need you to look up that trivia, but a lot of these were filmed pretty close to Nashville. I know the Ernest scares Stupid, the one, you know, where he's like got the trolls. I know that one was filmed really close to Nashville. Um, but I think most of them were even, most of them were filmed in Tennessee. I'm pretty sure. So, um, that was, that was, I did not learn that till much later in my life. And that was always cool. Like, cause I've. Love the earnest movies growing up so excited about nice. this one looking excited. forward to it alright so we can check that out next week with us Jeff is there anything you want to say before we get out of here no thankful for all our listeners and
1: allowing us to uh, you know do this crazy podcast and just something we kind of enjoy doing and um, I just hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And, you know, yeah, looking forward to celebrating Christmas with everybody as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Pretty much uh any holiday, whatever you're doing, celebrate it with us. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, Jeff. Uh so much for doing this with me tonight. Thank you, like he said, but thank you for everybody for listening. We appreciate you so much. If you have anything or any questions or any comments or suggestions about what we're watching, you can email us at streaming with two dudes at, at gmail.com or request to join our Facebook group at streaming with two dudes on there uh yeah just request to join us and we'll accept you if you'd like to support us links to our patreon and our socials are in the show notes thanks again and remember if you're a little crazy and you become best friends with somebody they're probably crazy too